Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Guys, thanks for downloading the podcast. Great to have you company. We've uh, got a new segment in mm. this one, which is uh, Fact Check Friday. Mm-hmm. We say a lot of random stuff and we're getting people to check if it's right or not. Uh, disagree with it as a concept. And we have a new favourite <laughs> guest. You, you disagree with the truth. Yes, yeah. I always have. Yeah. Do you like to be right at all costs, even if it's a lie? That's correct. <laughs> uh, he can't handle the truth. <laughs> Some and he also in a world knows that, that speech, okay, so right, don't yeah. start. <laughs> uh, and we have a new favourite guest, don't we? Uh, yes. The CEO of the Broncos, Dave uh, Dunahy. Dave, he's, he's a lovely. charming guy. Mm, very dry. And do you know what? He's actually done the most amazing things in the year that he's been there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Because I always say, like, with any club, like, it's, it's such a mind game, like sport is, in all honesty. Mm. And I think when you've got different bad attitudes or some people aren't happy or you've got hanger-oners, it just breeds like a cancer. Mm-hmm. So if you come in and you sort of have this positive attitude that we're all together yeah. in a team, then it can turn around so quickly. Mm. Would you, um, would we talk to a, a celebrity coming up? Can I say that on the podcast? Would we talk to, without Abby, or should I just hint at, we talk to a celebrity? No, 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 you can't say the name of that person uh, yet. What's happening? But, um, the interview that we came and did at school. Oh, no, time. you're not. That's but they, uh, they are a part of owner of an ice hockey team and I was wondering would you like to be well, a part I, owner I, of a of a of the Broncos or of a, a footy oh, team? Would I, yeah, of course. Mm. That's LeBron think... James is he owns so many sporting teams. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, all soccer. No. But could you like I I think that it would be so different I mean, I, I love them as a fan who just loves football and loves the team. Mm. But imagine having skin in the game where, yeah. you know, you're yeah, actually yeah. like Russell Crowe. He exactly. grew up watching the South Sydney Rabbitohs mm. and now he owns them. There is a great documentary about that. You should see, seek it out. I'm still not sure if it was a piss take or if it was real, but it's like interviewing him about it. He's like, yeah, you know, I love the club and I go down and support the club. And then it goes to the players and I... Yeah, he comes in at half time and does the speech from Gladiator and then expects us to win. Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell is going on? And you're like, I'm, I don't know if that's, yeah, yeah but it's that's really good. Right. But you would have to be careful of that too, to be like, you're the owner, but not be like, all right, now, you know, all the stuff you say in your lounge room, yeah. you, you, pro- mm. you don't need to worry about letting them know that. No. <laughs> See, LeBron James actually didn't do it because he loved the sport. He mm. did it for a financial decision. Mm. So he literally goes, I want to be part of a team, which is the best one. And they come with him with all the money and mm. he's just made millions and millions from it. Wow. So he owns Liverpool. Wow. Um, yeah, Liverpool <laughs> part owns and also the Boston Red Sox. Jeez, he didn't skimp, did he? I thought no. you were going to say like, you know, um, well, it's, it's gimpy, gimpy. Yeah, I know. It's LeBron still. James. Yeah. He also Liv- had a pizza store. Remember he went into pizza, liked the pizza so much he bought the whole chain? No, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. I have to hear a lot about it because um, my son. Mm. See, I'm the idiot who'd pay top dollar for the Broncos even when it wasn't financially successful. Yeah, I, right. I, You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm the, I'm the idiot that paid to see Space Jam, a new legacy. So, you know. Why is that yeah, not good? Yeah. No, it's terrible. It's not oh, good. It's terrible. That's mm. a shame. Mm. Well, he can afford a flop by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stay with me because okay. this is juicy, but it's a little bit confusing. Chloe Kardashian, you know which one she is, right? Mm-hmm. The one who... The tallest. And isn't the kid... Hmm? Didn't, didn't she? Didn't the mum cheat with someone? No, to make that's her? just a rumor. They oh. needed never did DNA tests. No, no, no. There's just a rumor because she looks different than the others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Kim. <laughs> yep, and not not Courtney. Okay. Oh, oh that one. There we go. That one. <laughs> she yeah. nailed it. Uh, but she had been trying for a baby for so to- so long, and we know all about this because it was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm, and don't have me surprise, secrets. surprise, her boyfriend played which sport? 
basketball. basketball. Wow, you guys are good. Yeah, they've got a type. And he was the guy when they finally got pregnant, Tristan, that she he found out that he was cheating. Remember yeah. while she was pregnant, everyone's like, what's happening? Why would you do that? He already had a baby previously, mm-hmm. but while she was pregnant, he cheated. He was still there for the birth of it. Um, they tried to make it work. They'd broken up. I think they tried to get back together once, but they'd broken up. Right. But then she was like, I really want a second baby. And he's like, well, cool, my DNA, cool, awesome. Even if we're not together, we could try and have another baby, right? right. So at least the kids are related. And that's what they were thinking. Makes sense. But then as they're going through all this late last year, a scandal came out where he had got with another girl and was expecting a baby. Oh. So right. now it's been revealed that Chloe and Tristan are having a baby with a surrogate and it's due any time or it may have already been born. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. But he also has a six-month-old with another girl somewhere. Right. You only have to do one trip to the hospital. It's just efficiency. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot is what I meant. It is a lot. It is a lot. Like for a guy, I mean, I guess you don't need to give parental like you don't Assistance. need it, yeah. Mm. I guess you don't need to give money to Courtney to Chloe Kardashian. She's got her own. She well, she probably had more money than him. Mm. But, but this other girl's suing the him. other girl's suing him for money. Yeah, yeah. So technically, but he wasn't with Chloe. They weren't in a relationship. Well, let me because there's a person that knows more detail. Oh yes, because there is. this is the thing. If 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 he's surrogating with her just because she wants his yeah. DNA, he's still allowed to go out and have fun. And Taylor, That's they true. were sort of on and off again. Were they together when they were talking about having another baby? Yes, they were together. Okay, he was well, living right. with them. Yeah, right. well, we'll have, what a dog. Mm. <laughs> I just want to know. I don't know if we'll get anyone. Okay. But on 131060, was your baby daddy having more than one baby? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you you were pregnant, you thought that there was no one else, and then you found out that someone else was pregnant. Or maybe it was just a one night, mm. and then you realise that he's having a baby. Because then he's got to go to the hospital a few times. Like, whoa! <laughs> You'd forget whose scan you were watching. It'd be hard to keep up. Because I would just be—I would be so jealous because I'd want him to be excited about this baby. Yeah. Oh, you, instead of having to share the yeah, yeah, mm. you know, and you wanted this baby to be special, and then to find out that there is someone else that is expecting at the same time, mm. it takes away so much of the joy. Yeah. Plus, I guess if they you were together, then there's then a bigger issue. issue. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and why couldn't you just keep it under control? Well, that's an age-old question. <laughs> <laughs> if we could answer that, Abs, I mean, it'd be a we, much shorter show. I was going to say, we wouldn't have this sweet phone topic. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, um, about but, 95% of our other ones. I hear what you're saying. If you, like, when you ride a motorbike, you wear a helmet. Okay. If yeah. you're doing that behaviour, wear a helmet. Especially if it's, as Kim said, some random mm. in a hotel room. Mm. You think that he would be experienced enough to go, oh, wait, hun. Mm. I'm going to run to the 7-Eleven. <laughs> you stay right where you are, okay? Keep the vibe alive. Mm. And it's back. always going to be bizarre when he's got, you know, if he's going out, if he was looking after the kids mm. and he explains to them, oh, their age gap is three months. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Mm. Are we twins? No, 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 no three no. months. Long labour. Really long labour. All right, the phones are ringing. You have more than one bun in the oven. Kay in Mansfield. Has this a happened? Baker's dozen. A baker's dozen. Has this happened to you? Uh, yeah, I sort of cried out. It wasn't anything to do with IVF, mm. but... Um, yeah, I was supposed to have my baby in California, mm-hmm. but then the Reseda earthquake wiped out the hospital that I was supposed to have the baby in. Oh. Um, so I came back here to Australia. I've got dual citizenship. I came back here to Australia to have the baby. And yeah, while I was here, um, 
there was another baby making machine happening over there, oh. and so the the two boys are I think about three months apart right. in age. Right. Were you still yeah. together with him? I had no idea until after my son turned one. Right. Oh wow. wow. So so he but you were in a relationship with the father still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, but he was apparently in a comfortable relationship with her. Oh. And he, and he even got the he even got the Christmas presents mixed up because she was still pregnant that Christmas and I ended up with her pregnancy clothes. Oh. Like, I it was really oh. weird because I didn't know at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I lost all this weight. Why are you giving me yeah. that clothes? Yeah. He's like, you're like I love how you laugh now. It was a long time ago, right, yeah. Kay? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! How stressful! Wow. Oh. That's okay. I threw his car keys in the Pacific Ocean before I left. <laughs> it's a big ocean. Good luck with that. <laughs> no, but also to the other child. Then that is a sibling, a sibling. of a your child. Yeah. Okay. So do they have a relationship? No. 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 Right. No. no they don't know about each other. Uh. Or they might have. Better up to Facebook, but I don't know. I know that um, the cousins were trying to track my son, mm-hmm. um, and I think they did uh, make contact, but my son wasn't really fussed about, you know. Yeah, right. But yeah. I, he's, he's got enough family on my side anyway. He doesn't need that. Mm. All right. All right, Kay. Oh, thank you, you Kay. Where's her reality TV show? Peyton <laughs> in Strathpine. Has your baby daddy had another baby on the go? No, so I was actually the baby. Oh, oh okay. So, um, yeah. My mum and my dad were casually seeing each other. They met in high school. And um, before that, he'd been dating this woman, Michelle, but they broke up. My mum and dad start casually seeing each other. They, um, I don't know how they got back in touch, but anyway, they um, were obviously seeing each other. I accidentally happened. Um, I think they maybe potentially could have been in a relationship. I don't know. Like, mm. it might have been heading that way. And then, um, anyway... My mum doesn't hear from him for a little bit, and then she makes contact, and she meets up with him and says, hey, I'm pregnant. And he goes, oh, really? Michelle is too. Oh. <laughs> and so um, we were actually oh. due a month apart, uh-huh. me first, but I was born late and she was born early. So uh- we're actually only a week apart. Oh. <laughs> so imagine like it, how it is I go on a holiday down at my dad's when I'm younger, and everyone's like, oh, so you two twins. I'm like, yeah. no, we have different mums. We're born a week apart. It's like, oh, but, and then it clicks, and mm. you see it click, and <laughs> you want to laugh. <laughs> I probably shouldn't laugh at this. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. That's hilarious. Oh, Imagine yeah. the doctors at the hospital. Oh, you're back again, Todd. Oh, no, different <laughs> rooms, mate. <laughs> yeah. But while I'm here. Yeah. You'd want wow. a discount, yeah. wouldn't you, if you had the same obstetrician? Imagine he's just had two conversations two with women of going, I'm pregnant, and then go. I think I'm actually going to vomit, hey? Oh, really? Amanda? Yes. What's your story? Can you top them? Um, yeah. oh, kind of, maybe. Um, I couldn't have kids for eight years. We tried everything. Mm. Um, so we called on a surrogate to have a baby for us. Um, our fifth transfer finally worked, which was amazing. Um, and then a month later, I found out I was already 14 weeks pregnant. Oh, Typical. that's a different wow. spin. So six, six weeks apart. So my surrogate and I pretty much were pregnant at the very at the same time, and my husband was really happy about that. That would have been a joy, though, wouldn't it? Like you get two babies, it would be it would be a oh, hard situation. Absolutely blessing. Yeah. We yeah. thought we would never have kids, and to have two uh, wow. is just it, absolutely well, amazing. Was the surrogate like though? Oh, so do I keep mine? <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> no. no. Oh, look, she was over the moon. I was crying. Yeah. She was over the moon. Um, and we got to experience our pregnancies together, which was amazing. Lovely. We went to appointments together. And was... So you've got two children with completely the same... Well, Dina, but they're only six weeks apart, right? That would yes. be that would be hard. That's really hard to explain. Yeah. Well, my baby weeks. came really early, yeah. so they're actually four months apart. Okay. So my yeah. baby was born at twenty-eight weeks, right, so right. we actually had four months before the next one mm. came but along. Are they in the same year at school? Um, yeah. Well, they're only two. Right. Okay. So but they they're will. in daycare. To get, oh, they will be together. Yes. So oh. amazing. That's so hard because everyone goes. They're not twins. Everyone's like. Yeah. Okay. I call them twiblings. Twiblings. <laughs> so good. Oh, wow. Amazing. What a great story. Thank you for calling, Amanda. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, fact-checking Friday is what we're going to do from now on. So throughout the week, we always say statements, and we're like, yeah, it's true, just don't look it up. I, but I would I think, like to say, uh, for the record, I do not like this segment already. No, of course you don't, because you didn't like it when people could just Google on their phone mm-hmm. when you used to tell stories back in the olden days, and they couldn't, because mm-hmm. they didn't have the Encyclopedia Britannica. That's right. Now, uh, we've given the job to Taylor, our producer. Because I'm the brains of the show, obviously. Uh-huh. You are. Yeah. Yep. Do you like research? Love it. And I'm always right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, naturally it just comes to me. Okay. What are some of the facts that we said this week? Okay. So, first up, um, Stav likes to always make it out like he knows everything. So, when something comes out of his mouth, normally you're like, yeah, that sounds legit. Mm-hmm. So, during the week he mentioned um, that Rory wanted an axolotl. Yes. Oh, so, he's right. a bit of him telling us that. If you take your Mexican walking fish out of the tank, do you know what happens? It becomes a salamander. Uh, a what? Salamander. What that? It's a lizard. It evolves into a land animal. Right. Yeah. So it becomes a lizard and then you don't put it back. Because mm. lizards can you... can't breathe underwater. Yeah. But can you put the lizard back in the water and it turns back into a no, so we just said no. no. We just said no. Around, saying no. It would no. drown. Right. It's not a lizard. Yeah, it takes too long. Well, that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> You're not going to believe anything, are you? So this is what the scientists say. Mm-hmm. So they're actually related, mm. but the axolotl never metamorphosizes into a terrestrial salamander, <laughs> right? So the axolotl mm. can be forced to transform into an adult mm. form with an injection of iodine, iodine. Mm. but it never becomes a fully mature salamander. Oh. And don't do this at home because it's very inhumane. There you go. Yeah. Mm. So you're wrong. So it doesn't turn into a fully grown salamander, is what you're No, it's, no, it's just, just... What happens when you inject it with iodine? Right, just, okay. just curious. It becomes... I just said it. It, it. should transform into, into a... Yeah, but yeah, it's go. not... Okay. Stab, can you just <laughs> take... Can you just take Fact Check Friday or well, not? Well, when the fact checker gets it wrong, I like to fact check the fact checker. Well, we can't do fact we check. We can't do this if you're not going to willing it. Check Monday. Take Fridays off if you want. Uh, oh, is that all it took? Hey, that's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I, I hate this segment. No, Maddie, you're very factual. <laughs> all right, next one. Okay, so the second one, during the week we did a phone on excuses you use in your job, mm-hmm. and we asked a listener, Mitch, who works in aviation, oh, yes. if gaffer tape can be used to repair a, pa- <laughs> repair a, a plane. Mm. So this is what he said. They use duct tape on planes. Yeah. I bet you they do. No, come on. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch. is there anything on the plane that you've had to duct tape before? Gaffer. Uh, Not me personally. No, come on. Not you personally. But do you know if it's ever been used? Uh, In smaller planes, uh, yes. But the larger jets, no. No. All right. So this is incorrect. 
So it's not gaffer tape. It's actually speed tape. So it's a different thing. It's a pressure-sensitive tape used to repair minor repairs, um, but it's not gaffer tape. It's that one, Maddie, you see all the time where the big vat of water's leaking <laughs> and it gets and he slaps oh, it on there. I see those videos and you're like, not a chance. Oh, I go, I'm getting that and I'm just going to yeah. cut my whole house. Yeah. So maybe it looks the same, Maddie. Yeah. Maybe right. that's what it is. Maybe it looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. So, so for all intents and purposes. Yeah. I've seen someone tow a caravan with duct tape before, like gaffer tape. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Didn't move very fast. Well, maybe it was speed right. tape. That's, Maybe it was. Yeah. All right. Now this is this is the one we're all waiting on mm. here. Mm. So, Birdie Beetles, Abby, you've been saying this for like what ten or so years <laughs> that they're fifteen um, years. Oh, years. look who's nervous now. <laughs> that they're leftover um, violet crumble pieces. Yeah. So, so they started making them. Mm. That I've was act- the idea. Yeah. So I've actually left this to the pro, Emily from Chicane Showbags. Oh. Before we get to her, here was Abby Stately. Okay. Do you always get the Birdie Beetle show bags? And do you know how it's made, Steph? I don't, Abby. Please inform well, me as to how they make the Birdie Beetles. I've been waiting a few years to be able to tell people again. It is a leftover <laughs> Violet Crumbles. That's how they make Birdie Beetles, and it's only available when the echo comes around. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. they off-cuts? Of no, the I don't, yeah. don't ask any more questions. Yeah, it's, I don't the know. it's the crumbs. Yeah, they sweep up the floor. They That's up why the they're floor. so cheap. And occasionally <laughs> you get a beetle in them. <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. That's, that's, how, they that's how they came up with the name. They don't sweep it off the floor. It was just the honeycomb. Right. <laughs> Emily from Chicane Showbags. Hello. Uh, hello, Emily. Is that true or not? Is it true? It's true that in the olden days, oh. they were made in the Ho- Hoadley's factory with Violet Crumble, and they did use the offcuts of the honeycomb to create the crunch. Inverted beetle. It was the 60s, but yeah, we'll take the old but ones. They don't, they don't do it anymore? <laughs> well, no, because now they measure and, it correctly. Uh-huh. Well, and they, they, they're made in a different factory, so they outsource the honeycomb. Oh. So it's... it's so- well, no, I said that's how they started. That was the invention, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Because they it had too true. much that honeycomb and they didn't know what to do with you it, so they made the, the birdie beetle. You just have to take the fact. So, Why? They she said yes. It. They don't do it anymore. But I, I never just, If we're going to argue with the fact checker... Okay. We may as well. You can have Friday off. I think <laughs> the other thing we discussed, Emily, was did it get its name Birdie Beetle because a couple of beetles accidentally no. got in there too? <laughs> no. no. Is it still the most popular show bag? Yes, it is. Yeah. There we go. How good. Make sure you get your hands on one at the Echo this year. Yeah. Mm. How much are we up to, Emily? How much do they cost? Well, they start at $3 for Perfect. the cheapest mm-hmm. and they go up to 18 Okay. Beautiful. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box Monday, $10,000, 8 o'clock. When we play it, your uh, answers for it are. What was that? Oh, that was two? LeBron James. Sorry. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Rebel Wilson, mm-hmm. Rosemary, and Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. I'm going to say it. Hair. Tangled is a much, much better film than Frozen. Yeah, Fight me. of course it was. It was very funny. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but I'd still like to fight you. Is that okay? That's fine. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? We do ask ask me anything to sort of learn about people that might be in different situations, and this is a very different situation. Mm. This is from a girl who has survived what is now called a cult. Mm-hmm. You might have seen it. There's a show now um, out uh, about Nexium. Her name is India Oxenberg. Good morning. Good morning, but good evening from me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, anyone who's listening Hi. to this who might have a question, feel free to jump in anytime. Thirteen ten sixty. Can you explain what 
Nexium was. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to do it as fast yeah, as I yeah, can. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but basically, I mean, like you said, Nexium is a cult. It, it's a high-control group that sort of used consumer-front products in the field of personal growth to recruit people and actually just extract money from them with the false promise that they were giving them you know, incredibly valuable information. But those who stayed in longer received more, uh, let's say, bad programming than benefits. So I think overall, it, the group's intentions were not up front. So that's why I call it a coercive, high-control group. And some people might remember this one because it did make the news because a lot of the cult members and recruiters were high-profile actresses, correct? Uh, a couple of them. I wouldn't say a majority, but the people that they used were people of influence so that they could easily recruit people without having many questions, mm. which is a pretty typical strategy for those who are hiding things. Did you live in a place or you still lived in your own home? You just went to... I guess, a place to learn about self-development. Like, how long were you there for? Well, I was there in total for seven years. But the first five, I was going back and forth from California, thinking that I was getting, you know, this amazing education. But on the contrary, I was not. And then it wasn't until the last couple of years that I was instructed to move there so that I could be closer to the cult leadership. And, you know, that was the beginning of the end for me, but also eventually the end of Nexium due to my very courageous and powerful mama. Because <laughs> where it then starts to get a little darker within there because you think, oh, well, it just seems a bit scammy at the moment. They're pretending like they're giving you some sort of higher, and higher power and taking your money. But then what they actually do, they've got a, sub, um, a subgroup within there which enslaves women, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that came along a little later, but, yes, that was horrible. They're, they were brainwashing and indoctrinating students, whether they were, you know, brought into the smaller subcult, which I was. Mm. Um, and that was very nefarious and really scary. And, you know, they used blackmail in order to keep people enslaved and keep people in a state of fear and paralysis so that you just had no ability to question or leave. And it's a very scary thing to try to explain to people what it's like to be in chains that are intangible. Mm. And that's that was something I was going to ask because a lot of cults you'll find that they um, sequester everyone onto like a compound, and because they're afraid of if you get in contact with people that you know and tell them all this stuff, that they'll try to get you out of it. If you if you were able to leave and and spend your time with your family and friends, did they not ever say anything to you about what was going on? Oh no, they 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 absolutely did, and they they had a pretty strict leash. I mean, that's the thing. This is a modern cult, so you think about cults in a very you know, old-fashioned way, mm. women dancing around in the woods with long white dresses. Like, that's just not how it is. There are obviously those out there, but cults take all sorts of forms. And, like, I, I like to compare it also to abusive relationships because I don't really see it as all that different. It just happened to be that this was a group mm. that was predatory and oppressive. That could also happen to somebody in, as an individual. They could be isolated from their family and friends in an abusive dynamic. Yeah, so, true. like, it's just it's just kind of like understanding the red flags of how these types of people and groups work that I think yeah. is really important to talk about. India, were you yourself branded and forced to give, like, I guess, damning videos as collateral in case you would wanted to leave? Sadly, yes. 
Mm. And I, I talk about that a lot in the documentary and seduced and in my book that I wrote about the experiences that I had and also the red flags. And it was a traumatizing experience to say the least, but also out of body. So like at the time, I couldn't even put two and two together. It took me many years to really understand the fullness of that trauma. So, so they, they burnt you with a symbol? Yeah, it was with a cauterizing pen and a symbol that they actually lied to us about. They told us that it was, you know, a symbol of the elements, some bullshit. Sorry if I'm not allowed to swear. <laughs> <That's okay>. But, <laughs> but uh, um, it was actually the cult leader's initials, which was a horrific reveal for me once I figured out what it was. Yeah. Have you got, have you still got it or have you got it corrected, India? Oh, no. I actually went about and got a tattoo that I designed to cover the brand entirely, so I didn't have to look at it at yeah. all because it was so so sickening to have to look at. So I went back and I reclaimed that part of my body for myself because, you know, I live in the Florida Keys and there was no way that I'm not going to be in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, I like it. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, yeah. this guy's not going to stop me from being in a bikini. F that. He's going to prison and I'm going to the beach. <laughs> we are speaking to India Oxenberg. She is a Nexium cult survivor. She was in a cult um, and um, you've produced a Netflix series. You've got a book and a whole heap of things. But right now... Now you're open to taking any question that people might have from you right now, yeah? Yes. All yeah, right. totally. And actually, just to correct you, the, it's out on Stan Sorry. in Australia, but the, the series is on Stars uh, in the US. Right. My bad. Stan, my bad. Yeah. yeah, well, I, people would have no been worries. abusing me to, on Monday. Yeah. Going, hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go check out Stan, or you can ask India right now anything you like. She's a cult survivor. All right, Tim in Indrapilly, what do you want to ask? Morning, guys. Um, do you mind if I ask how you joined in the first place? Not at all. Okay. So basically, a trusted friend introduced me and my mom to the program, and we went to an intro presentation that was seemingly innocent, and they were promoting executive courses. And I was 19 at the time, and I had just left university, and I was really looking for, you know, some structure and some guidance. And they they were promising that. Did you have to pay up front India for the course? You did. You had to give a deposit mm-hmm. to then take their five-day courses, and uh, they required that then and there. I imagine it's one of, a red flag. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's one of those things at the time you don't think about looking back, though. You no. add them all up, and you're like, oh, yeah. I know. Like, what if freaking sleazy little scam. Yeah. Well, how long was your mum you know, in it? For... But, you know, hindsight, yeah. hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Is, how long indeed. was your mum in it for it as well then? Not long. My mum, you know, took courses as a student here and there, but she did not get recruited to be a coach. Right. And they were really, you know, <laughs> they were on me about joining the team. And, you know, I was more vulnerable than my mum. She's a mother and was a wife at the time with two children. And I was 19 looking for structure and guidance and they were promising and they had a whole bunch of really successful people like mm. years older than me. So like we talked about the legitimacy factor kind of overrides your questioning sometimes. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Casey's on from Norman Park. We're chatting with India who is a cult survivor. What's your question, Casey? Um, do you mind if I ask if male members were objected to the same amount of abuse as female members were? Ah, uh, good question. So as far as I know, there was no 
uh, male equivalent to DOS, which was the subcult that I was recruited into that was even more physically aggressive. But male members of Nexium on a whole were subjugated to a lot of emotional and <laughs> emotional abuse because they were in the same programming that we were. And mm. so, yeah, I would say that they were equally as affected and many of them struggled, those that left and those that stayed. Because when you say f- physical, um, and, you know, obviously for, for the time we're talking, we don't want to be too graphic, but um, mm-hmm. the women were um, sexually assaulted and also physically assaulted? They, there, there was physical stuff that went on. Mm-hmm. What, and I don't know how detailed you want me to get, but I just think that the men didn't have... The, they weren't preyed on in the same way that the women were because mm-hmm. this was led by a male predator who enlisted women to do a lot of his bidding. Yeah. So, yes, the focus was women. Hmm. All right. Jamie and Carolee, you're on with India. What's your question? Um, can I ask, if someone was listening in a similar situation, what would you say to them to give them that help to get out of that situation? Hmm. Well, there's not a lot that you can say to someone when they're that deeply indoctrinated or brainwashed. And I know that's the sad thing to think about, but there are many things that you can do to help remind them about their former life prior to the cult. So as a loved one of someone who might be in a similar situation, reminding them of things that they loved prior to the cult, maybe family photos, photos of themselves when they were little. There's little things that you can do to maintain connection and a lot of cult cult experts will say, just don't lose connection. Even if it means placating the person, you just don't want to lose that because once you do, it, it could go south. Mm. So it's better to... Almost agree with yeah. them. Keep in contact at all costs. Yeah, I mean, it's like working with someone with addiction too. It's like you don't want to just, you know, startle them into changing who they are. You want to meet them where they're at and then help them to see the truth and, and realize that, it's in their hands. You want to empower them. You don't want to do the same thing that the cult is doing, which is scaring them out of their boots mm. to be obedient. Mm. You want to help somebody find themselves again. Well, India, thank you for your time this morning. Stan is where people can go and watch um, the uh, the series that you've made around this, and, and it gets a lot deeper into it. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a great day. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, yeah, the Broncos, what a season they are having. And we have the CEO, David Donaghy, in the studio with us this morning. Hi, mate. Hello, Matt. Great to see you again after all these years. <laughs> I just informed him off air that you're both born in Gladstone and you probably went to the same school, but you were a few years older. Of course, I remember. Yeah. I me- me- remember vividly. That's, that's great. To, wonderful to see you again. It's see you are doing so well. Was it my uh, rugby league skills that you remember from, from those days? Uh, n- not particularly, but... <laughs> um, just uh, you, you've still got the same beard that you did when you were, you were uh, thirteen. Uh, uh, did, you, did you ever play? Uh, I did. I did. I wasn't at a uh, at a high level, but um, yeah, I played. Started the game when I was eight, and uh, you know the beauty of. I suppose the league these days, um, you know, often it, it's a, it's an easy target and gets a knock, but you know, the game's never been safer and funner, and um, you know it's wonderful to see not just boys but uh, many many girls playing, um, yeah. you know, during the week and on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the Broncos have got a new campaign that's kicked off. 
We do, we do. It's you know, incredibly exciting for us. It's it's been done a few times in the AFL down south. Uh, we know we've got over a million fans um, that that say that they're Broncos um, through and through. So, what we've done today is launch a, a campaign built uh, built around uh, driving our membership numbers, and you know it's it's um, it's about uh, growing our base um, to, to to you know I think we've got a circa thirty three thousand members at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to we want to drive that really hard and and have everyone experience it. So. For a dollar uh, deposit, um, people can um, purchase their 2023 membership. So you do that through Broncos' website, really simple. But you also get the last three games of 2022 for free. Oh, so great. it's a wonderful oh, wow. uh, um, wonderful uh, campaign, and we're looking forward to, to kicking that off today. I always think they're good gifts as well. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. And a surprise for your birthday coming up in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll let that now, spoiler go. <laughs> the, the Broncos, and I've always said this here, the, the Broncos have been my team and my family's team growing up. Oh, here come the tears. Oh, I'm not going to (laughs) cry. But I have never been prouder than the team this year. Like, the turnaround from what happened in the previous years, especially, you know, the media was all over the guys. They, um, you know, had a few issues with players coming and going. You must be, um, as, you know, someone who's leading the club, proud of what they've achieved this year. And Adam Reynolds in the team is amazing. Yeah, incredibly proud. And, uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun along the way too. It's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of hard work, but uh, everyone's enjoying each other's company. There's a great feel within the locker room. Um, and it's uh, reflective of work, of, of, of hard work of a lot of people. So, you know, Kevy's done a great job as coach. You mentioned Adam before, Kurt Capewell, Ryan James, you know, experienced guys that have come in. But these young guys too that are coming through, and um, you know, and beyond that, you know, they've got great support staff, and uh, you know, we've got a wonderful front office. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are having a lot of fun, and hopefully that's showing through on and off field. And I imagine you would be supportive of a third team coming into to Brisbane with the the Dolphins. Oh, I'd Do you love, think it's a good thing? Well, I'd love to have the city to myself. Selfishly, but 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 you know, Red, Redcliffe are coming in next year, and uh, you know, to have another local rivalry, mm. um, I think it'll help um, continue to grow the game. Um, you know, having Wayne Bennett as the head coach, I suppose, fast tracks that rivalry. Yeah. So that's um, that's pretty cool. And um, you know, when they when they do come in, it it hopefully should lift standards. Um, you know, whether it's at us or. Gold Coast, uh, who we play tomorrow night, and North Queensland as well. So, mm. you know, it's great for um, you know rugby league fans in uh, in Brisbane that they get a lo- another local uh, derby, and you know the Battle of Brisbane will be on um, big and big and strong next year. Battle of Brisbane. We need yeah, a favour from you, okay? Because uh, Paddy Carrigan is a he's a, one of our team members, and of course a Broncos and sensational win oh, from Lewis the series. Yeah. yeah, but um, we we I mean we didn't expect it, but we gave him a call the day after State of Origin. And he didn't answer his phone. No, right. we expected him to answer. He should have. We expected him to answer in any state he was <laughs> yeah. in. And what we're saying is, we don't. We understand that he had to celebrate. Yeah. But he didn't answer our phone calls, and we're like, mate, you're a team member. Mm. So we thought if you call him and just like say, hey, make sure you always answer the phone calls from the guys. All right, let's okay. do it. Okay. okay. Uh, here we go. Dialing him up now. Hmm. Hello, hello. Uh, Pat, it's uh, Dave Donaghy from B105. How are you? Hi, Dave from B105. How are you going? Very well, thank you. No problem. Uh, Pat, I just want to say it was probably a very wise move of you not to answer the phone call yesterday morning. So, um, I, um, I think, so, yeah, it was definitely a wise move, but I don't think I could have made it. I was 
comp out of the world. <laughs> it was a, it was a big game. I don't know how long it takes you guys to get to sleep after a contest. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, well Jai, I'm definitely feeling better than Jai felt 24 hours ago. I'll say that much. <laughs> hey, good point oh. there. Because Dave's, Dave's happy that he didn't answer because he doesn't want one of his star players yeah, on the air in that. Honey, we asked him that's to give true. you a hard time, but he went he the went opposite way. But we have script. to say a massive congratulations. Well Thanks, guys. No, it's really good. Um, yeah, the last 36 hours has gone that fast. I can't even think, but um, I'm in the club this morning, so... Um, yeah, back to normal life and life at the Bronx already. Um, do you want? I imagine you'd be going in uh, after this. Do you want Dave to pick you up a cup of coffee or something on the way? Or <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Arm and flat wife, that's all right, Dave. Have you got off the soy mochas? <laughs> Uh, the chai lattes is not my go-to anymore. <laughs> he's, he's changing the face of rugby league. He is. Every day, Pat is. Right. Right, well, well done the other night. It was outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. Cheers. Good on you. Have you and um, Selwyn had a little chat about um, the kiss on the um, the hip? The kiss on the hip. Hmm. Um, <laughs> no, nah, mate, my hip is that sore, so I can only imagine what his head feels like. Mm. I'm going to talk a doom, but... Um, yeah, I felt a little bit sorry for the for the little teammate of mine, but he's good. The the guys at the club this morning said he um, passed all these early day concussion protocols, so which is good to see because that was pretty scary to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see you protecting him after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought I was protecting him, and and then all of a sudden I forgot he was laying on the ground. So thank God for Gags jumping on top of him, which actually. Yeah. Was, Pretty cool moment for the team, but yeah. Yeah. Well, good on you, buddy. We're we're proud of you. Um, even though you didn't know what you were up there accepting at the time, because you were, who were you talking to when you're talking when they all the time, name? Patty? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I need to stop talking, but um, I was talking to Smithy and um, Cam Smith and and JT, and then Smithy just pushed me out. And he I don't think he heard it either, but the girls behind him was, and I thought he was stitching me up because he just gets everyone all the time, and you just. Everyone listens to him because he's the goat, so you, you take him everything for 100% honesty. But, um, yeah, and then I didn't know what was happening and then got up there and he obviously got a nice little surprise from Wall. But, um, <laughs> yeah, missed everything. But, yeah, so probably just to thank a few people, but that's all right. Good the on series you. win helps. Uh, well, good on you, buddy. Um, we'll see you play this weekend. Thanks for picking up, finally. Yeah, don't listen to your voicemail yeah. either. All right, thanks. <laughs> My voicemail. Mum's already sprayed me enough to pick them up. She thinks I let down the whole busy yesterday by leaving you guys. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Carrigan. <laughs> we love her. Good on you, buddy. Uh, and Dave, thanks for coming in. Um, if you want to get on board, there is that special member campaign going on for a dollar to get your um, membership for next year. A deposit, and then you get two games. Three games. Season. Three, last three games of the season. Three, so three looking well. forward to seeing many people out at Suncorp. Let's go, up. Broncos. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're all fired. All four are fired. You know when you work somewhere and you can just get a sense, you can just tell that the boss is trying to get rid of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling it for 17 years. Are you up to 17? I thought it was still 16. <laughs> no, this is my 17. Oh, Is wow. that cop road still here? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, but, uh, 17 years. Yeah. Like, I just could imagine that someone... Yeah, it was born when you started, and now they're seventeen. Like that's yeah. when you see it physically. That's yeah. yeah. Oh, I see it physically all the time, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was listening in the birthing suite. Can you sign my yearbook, please, Dad? It's like 
you were there. Uh, uh, um, and I think if you do want to fire someone, uh, I, it's probably good, especially for a small business. It is very hard to, to fire someone these mm. days. You know, I mean, back in the day, if you had a small business and you didn't like rangers, you didn't have to hire rangers. Mm. And that's not right. Well, there's all discrimination. I think it's unfair to dismissal, yes. right? So this is and a, you this need is warnings? Dismissal one. Uh, sometimes, yeah, you need three warnings and then they'll let you go. Okay. Yeah, so. I got a warning written. Did you ever get a warning? A written warning? A written warning here? What do you reckon? How many did you get? I only yeah. got one. He always he always got two strikes, and then he'd move to another department, clearing the strikes and ready to go. We borrowed a uh, Black Thunder for the weekend. Ah. Did ya? Oh. Yeah. And you're not allowed to take them into state. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or race them. But when we said it wasn't in the handbook... <laughs> 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 or or fill the boot with goods. <laughs> I think I missed that meeting. Was there a meeting about that? Well, anyway, a woman on the Gold Coast. Uh, the, the bosses have been taken to the Fair uh, Work Commission, uh, Fair Trading, um, because she was... Um, there was some rostering issues. Yep. And she texted the boss just saying, hey, I think this is a little bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. The boss got this message and lost her mind. I think she was already at the end of her tether. She probably didn't like it in the first place, but yeah. And she smashed her phone and she was yelling. Yes. And uh, she was with another co-worker. She was at at work Mm -hmm. at the time. And the co-worker said, what's wrong? And she said to her, well, she just sent me this message. And the reason I'm going to sack her is because there's no emojis attached. So like as in a, hey, I can't do my shift, thumbs up. Yeah. Because without the emoji... She says she doesn't know what emotion she's sending it with, oh, so, so she, she just assumes like it was rude. Smiling emoji. Yeah. She wanted a smiling emoji or ha ha emoji yeah. or hey it, manager, you're a bitch and I hate you. Smiley, smiley face. Smiley face. <laughs> smiley well, then face. it would be ironic. Actually, yeah, no. A friend exactly. sent me, a friend did send me a text saying that yesterday. Bitches, if I care, and then did a smiley face. Mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned how to text you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favourite part of this whole ordeal, though, is uh, it's been sort of revolving and keeping on going because they took it to court. They've come out. They've and did said she yes. win? She did win. Yeah. Um, the other people, the, the bosses actually seem pretty thin. They're like, yeah, cool. They they didn't even go to the trial because they're like, we don't want to interrupt her. She might get nervous if we're there, so we'll just leave her to do it. Yep. And they've offered her extra money and stuff. It's all pretty pretty. Rough. And she's still working there? No, no, no. She's just got to pay out. But the best part about this is when they approached the woman who was sacked after all this has happened <laughs> for a comment on what had gone down do you want to guess what she said they said do you have anything to say about what just occurred put a microphone in the face she said i roll emoji <laughs> mic drop <laughs> stab abby and matt for breakfast b105 Now, yesterday we were talking about the amazing game that was Game 3 of State of Origin, the winning moment with Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt with the catch! He'll run away! Yo is chasing! Hunt will run to victory! Ben Hunt wins the game for Queensland! Queensland have won the series! Now, in that moment, if you were watching the telecast closely, you'll see that there was, in that tri-celebration, an extra person who wasn't a player. It was a guy with a long-sleeve white shirt and a Maroons jersey over the top. He reaches his arms out, and then all the players gather around him and start hugging hugging and I missed it until you played it. Yeah, I didn't see it. And then you said that security ran in. And then you see security run over, because, you know, pitch invaders, they get nailed. Yeah. Yeah. But... I kind of saw it and I thought, is that guy a staff member 
or a relative or something along mm. the lines. And we yeah. asked for anyone to call um, that could be him. Uh, and Tom called through. Yes, that's me. I was with my friend, Chris. What, uh, uh, what, what, what do you look like, Tom? Yeah. I was a white fella and my friend's white. And we were just having a couple of beers at Caxton. It's him, guys. It's, it's him. him. We got that's him. that's how I start all my conversations. <laughs> he was still at Caxton Street. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then we had this call. Yeah, we were sitting a few rows behind him. All I know is he definitely wasn't a part of the game. The security quickly scrambled and chucked him back over the fence and he sat back down. And I thought, how amazing, amazing. right? Because mm. it, you leave the game, and mm. the next day at work, you're like, that was me. I was yeah. part yeah. of that historic winning try. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all captured on video. We actually have the guy. We've tracked him <laughs> down. We hope. Lachlan is his name, apparently, and he's on with us now. Hi, Lachlan. Good morning. <laughs> How's your head? Oh, still, my head's fine. Still recovering? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were front row... And then what happened at Ben Hunt's try? So, yeah, uh, before like before the game, I was like to my dad, I said, if Queensland score a try right in front of us um, I'm, and we, to win the game, I'm, I'm jumping the fence and celebrating. So, yeah, when Ben Hunt comes storming down the field and scored a try and then ran straight like straight towards us, so I jumped over the fence and then um, celebrated with him and Caelan Ponga. <laughs> and um, then I could see the security guard run over, but then uh, Jairi come in from the back with Cherry Evans and jumped all over me as well. <laughs> Because wow. I, when I saw it on TV, I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. Like, that is the story of a lifetime. You put your arms out and the boys turn to you and they embrace you and you're all jumping up and down. So we were told by someone who was a couple of rows from behind you that you fell over by accident. Well, it looked like security <laughs> ran and got you and they sort of, did they say that and sort of put you back? No, so, um, yeah, no, security come and got me, and they were like, no, you've jumped the fence. They walked me, um, like, through one of the, cor- like, the corner tunnels, yeah. sat me down, and then, yeah, the Brisbane police come and got me and wrote me up a ticket. Oh, you got a fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because she also told us that they put you back in your seat, but they, that didn't happen. No, nah, no, nah, I didn't get put back in my seat. No, nah, yes. Yeah, how, how, how much was the fine? Yeah, how much yeah. did the hug cost? Uh, 862 bucks. Worth it. 100%. <laughs> that's, was it worth it for you, Lachlan? That's cheap. That was cheap. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I was, I was worried to be like five grand and bad in the standing, but they said it didn't cross the white line, so right. it was, I was just drunk and disorderly, apparently, but definitely worth it. Yeah. Oh, wow. If someone said to you, right, if when you went on to Ticketek to buy your tickets <laughs> and it said you can get front row plus for an extra $865, you can get the tri-celebration experience, would you buy that, Lachlan? Oh, 100%. Of course you would. <laughs> I feel it's <laughs> only, it's it's time That's to say encourages. that is not the way to get yes. around hugging yeah. your favourite football player. Yes. Just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, Lachlan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a story, though, Lockie. You've got a great story. story for the rest of your life. Have you that seen the footage a few bucks. times? Yeah. As soon as it happened, I had all my mates calling me and uh, went back home and then... Um, even now, it's like all over Facebook and all my all my family are like, oh my god, you're everywhere. You're on the NRL, like Instagram. You're on the news. Hey, lucky, lucky. You know what you do now? Strike while the iron's hot. You need to go fund me to pay that fine off, mate. Yeah, I'll stand that last time. You get a go fund me. <laughs> How did you find your dad after you just gave him a call? And met him outside then. Yeah, so. He was getting drinks, and like when he was walking down, he was like, "Oh, where's Lockie?" And everyone's like, "He got arrested." He's like, "No, he didn't." I'm like, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, he jumped on the field." He's like, "I'm not kidding." Me. <laughs> Your dad was at the bar when Ben Hunt scored that try. 
Yeah, so it's, yeah, he was at a bar walking back down the stage. He heard everyone carrying on. What's going on? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who goes to the bar in those dying minutes of a game like that? Oh, who, who knows? I reckon he should pay the fine for doing that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go, Lockie. Wow. Uh, I'm glad we found you, mate. A legend. Yeah, Lockie thank you so legend. much. We know your friend heard and said to give us a call, so appreciate it. No worries. <laughs> and watch out because there's a Maori guy claiming that he's you out there somewhere as well. Lockie, there's a few so. people that called and claimed that they were you. <laughs> Yes, there was, there was two of us who got actually taken in by the cops. There was, yeah, some, I don't know if it was down, but yeah, there was two two blokes who got fined for it. Oh. Oh, so there was yeah. another guy. Did So the guy who jumped over as well, did he get to hug a player? I'm not sure if he got to hug a player. I need, like, on the video you can see him behind me, but yeah, he, he definitely got to add under and still fine as well. All right. Oh. So that. maybe maybe it was true, the guy that called. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Good on you, Lockie. Nice to chat, mate. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Welcome to Beauty and the Geek. All new Beauty and the Geek. Sunday, 7 o'clock, Beauty and the Geek. It is back on Channel 9 and she is back hosting. Uh, Sophie Monk, good morning. Good morning. I've missed you guys. How are you going? (laughs) We're good. We're really looking forward to this season. We know it's always good, but we know someone on the show this time. Oh, who do you know? You. Uh, No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Michael Gambaro. Oh, really? Yes. A lot of people know Mike. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, he's a yeah. lovely guy and he was so excited um, when the promos came out and told us that he was on the show. So he, he oh, won't well, tell us much it? more. Oh, yeah, you'll love watching him. There's a lot of romance this year. Oh, that's mm. good. We have, yeah. have heard that with that romance, it does actually step into the intimate stages too for some of the geeks. Well, it it happens because a lot of them haven't had their first kiss. Mm. So, yeah, there's quite a lot of romance. Like, straight away, it was 10 minutes in, and I was like, wow, I can feel the chemistry. <laughs> like, it's, And there's no pressure on that either. Like, you can be best friends and win it as long as you grow from each other. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's hit another level this year. I just think it's found its feet, this show now. It's, it's so hilarious. Because the like, makeovers... Minute, you're in tears. Yeah. The makeovers are always my favourite, but this season I've just loved the promos of watching the girls' reaction. Yeah. Because they yeah. are like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I know. They're another level this year. Like, it's equally the geeks and the beauties that grow. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some deep stuff the beauties are talking about, and I'm in tears. So. It's honestly my favourite show. I probably shouldn't say that, but I've watched it. Yeah. The first three episodes I've watched three times already. Huh? Mm-hmm. I was reading some yeah. of the, the info sheet that we've got here, and uh, it, it says uh, the geeks are a train spotter, Harry Potter, mega fan, a martial arts ninja, and crypto trader. And I thought that was just yes. one, but that's like one's a, one's a Harry Potter fan, one's a martial <laughs> arts. Because yes. one yep. geek could be all those things quite easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think they all kind of like, you know, different stuff too. But that black belt's incredible. Like, mm. he's a lethal weapon, he was telling us. Oh, was he but doing he that one? Was he telling yeah. you, was he, Sophie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These hands are lethal weapons. Like, if I yeah. use them, I get charged with murder. Yeah. They do. It's like having a gun. <laughs> uh, same with anybody else that punches someone. Now that they're trained. No, I always believed that. Yeah. I thought it was true. Mm. But if they get yeah. involved with a fight and they are a black boy. They do. Yeah. 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 Do you think they're it's a myth? No, I know your dojo will kick you out if you get caught using karate no, outside of the you, dojo. No, I heard that you're no, charged. You yeah. yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Legally, you cannot hit someone if you're a black belt. Because mm. if they get hurt, yeah, mm. that's like using a sword or something. <laughs> 
true. It's true. Sophie and I it's and Mary So this guy's got swords for hands and he's on your show trying to find a beauty, but he's like, no, it's no, like he's that movie, Edward, something, weapon. something. He's just got one sword. All right? hey. He can't take it to a fire. No, he can't use it. Sophie, how do you, because you, you've said that your, um, your beautiful husband, Joshua, he likes Lego. Does he still play with Lego now? Because Stav's got back yeah. into it. The amount of money I spend on Lego, yeah. I could buy a nice handbag. It's crazy expensive, too. Because I bought him the James Bond car the other day. Oh, yeah. like, yeah, he's got all the good stuff. You sound like a, a mum talking to other mums at school pickup. <laughs> Just bought in yeah. the James Bond car. <laughs> it was expensive, but he's worth it. He's and I tell you, it's, keep, it's kept him off the computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite entertaining. Mm. I, I can't do over plus five, five plus. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. It gets hard, doesn't it? it yes, yeah, I did hard. an ice cream truck the other day. Not quite good. <laughs> I went for the over 18 plus one because I thought it'd be dirty, uh, dirty but it's just harder. You played or- <laughs> what did you make? Flowers? <laughs> yeah, they do flowers. So I've got two um, orchids in my house that are Lego orchids that will never die. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, mm. great. Wow, you should enter the show. <laughs> oh, look, I mean, if I was single, this is I fit the category quite well. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. I, have a, I have a figurine cabinet too, Soph, and an oh, extensive comic book collection. Well, okay. You'll make you than half the gig. Maybe you could do the Masters edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or come in and give some advice. Uh, yeah. Shame you couldn't come on as a beauty abs. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> hey, Soph, you uh, looked uh, stunning on your wedding day as well. Oh, thank you. The photos were amazing. Did you? Was it just everything you thought it was going to be? Yeah, because it was so chill. Because it was like, you know, we didn't invite anyone. It was like, you know, we just got the photos when we're happy and then I put Uggs on and a dress and sat down and ate, which was awesome. So, yeah, and just drank. It was so fun. I think that's how everyone wishes their wedding was after they've had a big wedding. Yeah. 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 That's what I heard. A lot of people were like, they're stressful. And I was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So I'd be, you know, yeah. not focusing on the day. So mm. we thought we'd just focus on each other. And there's always people who you invite. When you have, like, lots of guests at your wedding, you always invite people that you never speak to ever again. Yeah. And then you're, you, re- yeah. you regret paying $300 for them to come along and just become a stranger. Yeah. And those people always tend to find themselves right in the photo close to you <laughs> yes. where you can't cut them out either. Yes. <laughs> the hanger honours are always front and centre and everything. Yeah, are they? Yeah. <laughs> Who were these people at your wedding? Well, I don't speak yeah. to them anymore. There's a lot of people that I did invite yeah. to the wedding, um, and I haven't. And there's a lot of people that I didn't, uh, I didn't invite their plus ones because mm. this guy got a new girlfriend every week. So I said I'm not inviting her. And now they're married and yep. got kids, and they keep bringing oh, it up. Bummer. Yeah, I know. Oh, but I was like, well, how was I supposed to know? No, you got them. They stayed together know. out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll show you, Abs. So, great to talk to you. Great show. We're glad um, that it is back on, and we're looking forward to seeing how it plays out uh, this year, Beauty and the Geek. It returns. Channel 9, Sunday, 7 o'clock. Talk soon. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. Stab, Abby, and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab, Abby, and Matt on B105.